Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. Now, how did we get started talking about this earlier? I think I was, I just got a text from Derek that he confirmed our reservations for Valentine's Day. So I was telling you, we gave Liam a choice between Fogo to Chow. Oh, yeah. We always go big on Valentine's Day. We don't do gifts. Uh, we just go out for a really cool dining experience. So I said you could do Fogo to Chow. You could do that new ramen joint. Or you could do the Korean barbecue that he's wanted to do where you like cook it yourself in front of you at your own table. And so he decided that. And then you started talking about how you saved forever to take Trisha on this date. Tell that story right, from so the beginning of when you when you went there. This is one of my first radio jobs. I'm working just outside of Des Moines at this just butthole of a radio station. I mean, it was they bait and switched me on the interview so bad. They Bummer. said, we do this, we do this. We, I get there. It was horrible. First off. I'm on the air for seven hours a day. Mm. Second, I have to wear a shirt and a tie and black or brown shoes and black or brown socks. Wow. It was horrible. Whatever. You got to earn your dues. So I'm there. I'm grinding out. But my pay was $1,000 a month. And I'm putting in 90 hour weeks. Yeah. And there was no way to make any more money. I couldn't even have a side hustle because I was at the radio station all the time. So my wife at the time is working for Prince and making about a four hour drive to the radio uh, to, to where I was living every Friday afternoon. She'd get off work. She'd stay till wow. Sunday night and then drive back. Right. What I mean, a lady. the girl is she's just a miracle. And she's got <coughs> excuse me. Tons of money. This job for Prince was a great job. Yeah. She's, I mean, she's making a lot of money, but I still got this macho guy thing going on where I'm like, I got to pay for everything. So I, I save and I save and I save and I save and I like extended out my electrical bill Yeah, and I threw my garbage in the garbage can at work. Like I did everything I could to cut costs to go to this place that I'd heard of. It was called Udders as in a cow udder. This place was so awesome. It was one of those places where you grill your own steak. There's this giant pit. Yeah. And you can, you pick out your steak, like at a butcher, uh-huh. and then you go grill it. You season it, and you grill it yourself. That's so cool. And you could have uh, all sorts of, like, garlic bread and everything. But what I was telling Kat, and this is what got her, was I knew exactly how much money I had. So when she picked out her steak, I knew how much I could spend on my steak. Because I only had like $62. Yeah. So she picked out her steak and I made sure she got a good one. And I got this little rinky dink. She's like, what is was that? I'm like, you know what? I had a huge protein shake before we got here. I'm not really hungry. Yeah. And then I said, hey, do you want a, you want a beer or something like that? She's like, sure. So I knew that if she ordered a beer that I couldn't have a drink. Yeah. So no, just water for me, just water for me. Right. And I was, I was so poor that when we left there. I could only leave a $2 tip because that was all the money I had. Oh, my God. And I felt horrible about it. So I we, just think about you, like, counting how much. She okay, went to the bathroom and I kept pulling the money out of my pocket. 
and looking at it, and I wanted to ask, oh the, my wait- God, I wanted my to ask the waitress heart. so bad, what's this bill going to be? Yeah. I was I was down to my, but I wanted to do something so special because she was making an eight-hour round trip to see oh, me every yeah. weekend. And I was like, oh, my God. And I, and I remember, I don't even know if that place still exists, but if it does, that'll be like one of the core memories that I have in the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. I scraped and I scraped and I scraped. And if she'd ever known how little much money I was going to make in my life, yeah. she would have never stuck <laughs> around. I mean, she was on a gravy train with biscuit wheels. She had a really good thing going and left it all for me. That is and, love. But just imagine, I mean, I was like, I wanted a beer so bad. Yeah. You got your steak. You're standing in this giant grill area and it's hot and you're sweaty and you're going to have a steak and you want just one beer, but I couldn't afford Ugh. one beer. That is just a crazy story. All of us have been there. All of us have been so poor. If you're living there right now, the the best is yet to come. Yes. You just get, you got to make it happen for yourself, though. You can't just sit there and hope something happens. You, you got to hey, work for it. Uh, tell me your story here, bud. Um, So a couple years ago, I, uh, well, like five years ago, I ended up getting divorced. Um, I kind of got the bad end of the deal and took the nice way out, gave her the nice car. Ended out ended up with a '94 Ford Ranger, and Ooh. it was just not the greatest. And on top of it, I have two kids. That's only a two-seater car, right? That's a two-seater truck, right? Yep, with a stick shift. Oh man! Um, <laughs> so I went to every single dealership in the Brainerd Lakes area. Um, Got denied every single place. Finally walked into one of them crying, holding my sleeping kid. And ended up uh, just kind of seeing what they could do for me. Um, I ended up being able to finally drive out with a car. Um, But I've been stuck in the lease (laughs) literally for six years now. I'm getting rid of it in five months. I finally got myself to an amazing job. Um, I run a huge division in a mental health facility um, and finally worked my way up to be able to buy a car, hopefully here in about five months. Do you that look at that fantastic. car dealership with just thanks that they were able to, able to help you out at like your lowest spot? Yep. So I hear the your voice get choked up still. I mean, when you're in a tough spot like that, those are core memories. Those things don't leave your body, they still come back and you're like, wow, you you can still feel it to this day when you told that oh, yeah. story. Well, it's it's just, it's one of those situations where you feel like you're kind of failing as a parent. Oh, yeah. And you don't want your kids to have to go through that. And I've made a deal with myself that I'm never going back to that. I'm happily remarried now. We have another child, so now I'm up to three. Hey, that um, boy. But we're doing great now. I mean, just finally worked ourselves out of debt. We're hopefully looking for a house soon. Right on. So, I mean, things are finally on the up and up. I love it. Just stay the course. We got to cut this off. We're way short on time. But I wanted to save the best for last. Tell everybody the pregnancy story. (laughs) Okay. So, listen. I'm no angel. I lived. Nobody is. In Fargo. My first morning show gig, okay? And I was working at a station. I was getting with my boss, okay? Who it was does just this? A, I did. Such a. It was a thing. I, I just, I, it happened. I get whatever. there's not it a whole lot of people to get with in Fargo, but your boss. I would get my check and I would go to the mall. I would go to Westgate Mall and I would spend it all. I would get cute clothes. That's it. I was 20. All right. So you're fornicating with your boss. Got it. And had a little worry. Okay. Oh, you thought he got one past the goalie. And 
you're making me sound terrible. No, it's, let it me, happens, let me put happens. it into my words so I don't sound like such a hoe. But then <laughs> I go luck. to my friend Ginger's house and she was my ride or die. We were hanging out all the time. And I just said, I have no money and I need to know. And How late were you? Like, you remember? Probably like, I don't know, five days. <sighs> but then I go to the grocery store. She gives me 10 bucks. You I didn't go have $10 and get one. for pregnancy. Test. I didn't. I literally had like not a pot to pee in. It was so pathetic how I did not save my money. That's why I love where I am now. Now I can look back and laugh and laugh and laugh. Now I can buy all the pregnancy tests I want. And I've never told them this story. And so I went to the grocery store, got it, peed, thumbs up. We're good to go. Move on with life. Never make that mistake. Instantly again. started free basin. It was, what are you what? talking no, about? Never mind. That no, was this is my story. No, sorry. <laughs> That's the moment I remember, like, not having any dough. I just, it bothers me when you call yourself a hoe. <laughs> no, it doesn't. you got to do better than that. You just like, you like to be the one? No, it's, uh, I don't think anyone should be calling anybody a hoe. And to hear you degrade <laughs> yourself like that, I think is really, Whatever. Oh, my one more round of gossip. <laughs> <laughs> I will never come on here and tell you how good I am. I know Kat likes to do this a lot. <laughs> but can I just point out for the record... That every day this week, I have started our show at 6 a.m. sharp. Now, I love that you are excited about that, but it's your job. It's your, it's the only thing that you need to do is to start our show on time. So good. And who does it better than me? This week. This guy. It's been great. Thank you. You're welcome. Getting you off on the good foot. What's good? What did you do yesterday? Give me some fun stuff. I went I went to a fifth grade concert at 1.30. Ill-timing. Oof. It was rough stuff. I know you want to love your kids, but man, they got to shut that down. It was rough. Ain't nobody loving on that stuff. Like, the only person that I think loved it was my mother-in-law. Who, Liam can do no wrong. Yeah. He's much like, he gets treated the way I get treated by my grandmother, where you can't do any wrong. Would you kill a person? And no problem. She, I bet it was a mistake. She was just jamming, jamming to the slowest songs. They had such slow songs. And then they came out with, um, not La Bamba, but they changed it. I don't know if they were worried that they would get uh Is there racist connotations for, on that? No, but they just like changed it. So it wasn't La Bamba. It was La Boomba. That's and, a creative fifth grade music teacher. And then they had is. these like it, the the tubes were pretty cool because they'd smack them on their hand and according to the length of the tube it would make a different tone. So that was kind of cool. And uh, and then they did uh, fifty nifty United States where they had to sing Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. Oh, they went in alphabetical order. That was kind of cool too. But I mean, man, it was like. I was there for Liam. I had to keep saying that in my head, like over and over again. I'm here I for my child. I had to do it child. three times. I love my child. I love my child. I'm here for my child. So yeah, you had to do it three times, huh? And band. I can't even imagine. I told Liam, you got to be in choir. I can't do band and I can't do orchestra. It's not in my my body. I don't have it in my body. Oof, but, that's a rough one. Yeah. And then I uh, treated him to some Los Artesas after. We got some chips and queso and then went home. Then we had basketball, got home and went to bed. So my day was uh, it was a, a bunch of progressive wins yesterday. Oh, good. Uh, work, good work. Leave work, head to the gym, walk in. All right, beep. Scan my thing. I hear. Yeah, when I was over there, 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 there I'm like, who is Denny? So... Denny was it Denny? Oh my god! I stopped. I stopped cold in the entryway, and I looked, 
And the girl at the front counter goes, are you all right? I go, no, I'm not all right. I can't, <laughs> es- he find I me? can't escape this man. He's at my work. He's everywhere I go. That so- voice will make your blood run He was cold. on the elliptical yelling at a guy across no. the gym that he knew. There's, I mean, I get it. Music's playing. There's yeah. TVs all over the place. It's a, it's a social atmosphere. And then he, uh, and then he comes over. To, he's like, uh, he's like, yeah. How you doing? And I go, I'm, I'm really good, Danny. I'm just going to try and wrap up this workout. And he could see, like, I am all by myself. That is my one hour of just JJ time. Yeah. And he progresses to tell me about how many calories a day he burns on the elliptical. Yeah. And that he has a meeting tomorrow. He's going to be really busy. For his age, he's fit as a fiddle. He's 69 he's- and he's like jacked. I yeah. mean, he's really, really in good shape. Yeah. And he's telling me, you know, 69. <laughs> Don't smoke. Never smoked. Drink. Moderation. Yeah. Keep a good positive outlook. Feel great. Please stop. It's giving me anxiety. Feel great. He's just stop yelling, talking he's like yelling him. at me. And like, and I have noise canceling headphones in. Yeah. And I can hear him above the music. I didn't even have to take my earbuds out. Yeah. Right. So uh, say goodbye to Denny and just kind of calm myself back down. Like, I look at my watch. I'm like, oh my God, my, my yeah. BPM is at like 155. <laughs> yes. Like he gave me anxiety. I know. <laughs> all right. So all five of the Memphis police officers involved in the violent arrest of Tyree Nichols have been charged and are currently in jail. Nichols died in the hospital from injuries that he allegedly received from the five Memphis police officers on January 7th after a traffic stop. Um, they do plan to put the video out at 6 p.m. today. today. Yeah. Um, you just have to watch how you respond to it. I mean, they just hope it doesn't incite more violence. It's my hope that if there is any silver lining to be drawn from this very dark cloud, it's that perhaps this incident can open a broader conversation about the need for police reform. I've been policing for more than 30 years. I've devoted my life to this profession, and I'm grieved. Frankly, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm sickened by what I saw. Let me be clear. What happened here does not at all reflect proper policing. We need to ensure our community is safe in this process. None of this is a calling card for inciting violence or destruction on our community or against our citizens. Boy, when six o'clock hits and this video gets released. Um, It is something to note that all of the officers were African-American and that is what people are hoping to get across the fact that there are great police officers out there. Why did all five think that it was okay to do this? That's the alarming part. When when a bunch of people go along with a bad idea, that's where I'm like, oh, no. When it's one person, it's like they're in control of their thoughts. But when you have a bunch of people that well, don't listen, blow the whistle on it's, something. It's an animalistic thing where you don't want to upset the herd and man. you want to follow the leader and stuff like that. What I guess disturbs me the most, right, is that not one of these guys said, this is wrong. Back off. Stop. We got him in cuffs. And you know what I mean? That's the that's the tough part for me. When someone is incapacitated like that in handcuffs, they're not running away. They won't get far if they do. So and I'm not a cop, and I'm not out there, and I'm not putting myself in harm's way. But I would have to believe that when a man is almost unconscious, yeah. you could quit beating him. Yeah. That's what I would think. All right. Chipotle is looking to hire 15,000 restaurant workers ahead of the spring. Their highest demand is between March and May. And so the company says that they need more employees for the busiest time of the year. So um, it's like an ebb and flow with my experience with Chipotle. I'm going to be honest with you. It's like super dirty and terrible uh, service. And then the last couple of times I've gone across the street, then very clean. I've never had a bad experience there. I 
have, but I think they have new management. I think they have their stuff together now. It's usually so. a reflection top down, yeah. Yep. So um, if you are looking for a job, they are hiring and they have their campaign going right now. Colorado Avalanche play-by-play television <laughs> announcer Mark Moser. He was caught on a hot mic and you should always know that you could be being recorded. By the way, do you know why he's so mad about this? Why? A seagull snatched his Egg McMuffin. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Like you he had was, food in your hand. He was walking into the arena, and a seagull swooped in and snatched his Egg McMuffin. Yeah. Dude, that seagull. Oh, my God. Ah, dirty bastard. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. Like, like, the seagulls that live at the dump here in Colorado, like, where do they live? Where's their house? First, I want to know where the seagulls live. They don't live in a nest. They have webbed feet. They have to live on the ground. See, he's logical. And yeah, he can why tell are they in Colorado? I've never stocking. seen a seagull in There's Colorado. a lot of water there. There's tons of melt water. I ever tell you, we went to Venice Beach and my brother was like five and my dad, no, my mom gave him like a bouquet of French fries and just sent him onto the sand and this poor kid, he just like was swarmed by seagulls, had to throw them up so he could run away. Good week, bad week. It was indifferent. Really? I had a good week. It just kind of, uh, it was there. I got a little sick, but I had a good week. Uh, Unfortunately, some of our listeners haven't had great weeks. Fortunately for us, they've shared the shortcomings of this week. We present to you an FML Friday. Please get a start, cat. Will do. Today, I made popcorn shrimp. My dog was being a whiner, so I gave her a piece. And I guess she didn't like it because she hopped back up onto my lap and spit it out onto my plate. <laughs> FML. What dog doesn't like popcorn shrimp, man? Gross. Today, my parents took me out for dinner. I thought they were taking me out because it's my birthday. Turns out they're getting a divorce. Oh, my God. And they forgot it was my birthday. <laughs> Their mind was F-M-L. consumed. F-M-L. Today, I read a message from someone on Instagram asking me if I wanted to hook up with a nice guy sometime. It was my uncle. He doesn't even recognize his own family before <laughs> messaging them. F-M-L. Let's what, hope he didn't recognize. Yeah, I was going to say, what if he did? Yeah. Today... I woke up after having a sex dream about Marge Simpson. Oh, hi. My God, I need a girlfriend. <laughs> F-M-L. It's the hair. It's the hair. Today, I begrudgingly helped relocate my 84-year-old mother-in-law to our home. It took months of stressful preparation, around $10,000 in costs, and some 500 kilometers traveled via medical transport. Oh. Ten minutes after she arrived, she had a heart attack and died. <sighs> FML. Oh my God. That's awful. On a lot of levels. In so many ways. Yeah. And finally, today, I went to pull a nose hair out only to end up pulling out a spider by its legs. (gasps) FML. Oh my God. I just watched an ear extraction the other day. You know how much I love those. And this woman had four baby spiders. You know, the ones that are really furry, but super tiny in her ear. So is this only a third world country thing? Is this, this I isn't don't like know. in real civilized humanity. This can't That's happen, not true. right? Bugs can crawl into any. How do you not know anywhere. you got a bug in your ear? I don't know. That guy had a bot fly in his nose. He had no idea. Well, the, yeah, and but they burrow. From, it was from like. Utah. They burrow under. Like, this is a spider crawling around in your ear. How do you not feel that all the time? I don't know. During that song, Kat and I are kind of talking through the rest of the show. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the plan. She goes, uh, I have something that's weighing on me. And I was like, oh, God. So I drove around town trying to find a cop today because I'm driving down 10 
I get past um, the overpass to go to like Little Falls or whatever. So I'm coming into town to take a left at Speedway gas station. Okay. And on my right, on the side of the road, is this person walking, black jacket, like a chief's beanie hat on. Looked like he was probably 12 years old. And I felt I really. You tell if they're all. It was the face. Like his face was so young and he was really little. And I was like, oh my God. I was torn. I didn't know what to do. You called a non emergency number. You pull over and you called a non emergency number. So I was, while I was driving into town, I'm like, I always see cops. I always see like two or three on my way in. So I was going to just kind of like. What are you going to flash them with your lights? I was wave going them down? to. Oh, that's a bad idea. <laughs> well, I was going to flash them with my lights and then pull over and see if they would, whatever. And I was going to tell them, hey, you might want to go check this out because he's really young. But what if he was like, I started thinking, what if I turn around and he's like the Hezbollah guy? Have you ever heard of him? No. Who's Hezbollah? He's like a, an internet sensation. He's three feet tall. He's 18, but he wears like a 4T. He's like super tiny and everyone thinks that he's five. This is him. So that's all that I was flashing. That kid's 18? Yeah. Shut up. He is an internet sensation. But I was like thinking, what if I turned around and this kid's like actually. So why didn't you just go see if he was okay? Like a part of me is sick to my stomach because I think of my kid who's almost 11. What if he was walking on the side of a highway and it's snowy and it's icy and there are trucks driving past and I didn't do anything about it. Like I was the problem today. Normally, I'm the solution. No, never. <sighs> Hopefully, he's at a gas station by now because he was like headed that way. To, like quick trip well, holiday yeah, I hope he area. Made it. He didn't die of exposure because you didn't pick him up. Well, I don't think he would have. How do you know? It's cold out there. It was like, listen, two if football he fields away from If he would have slipped, broke his ankle, not been able to get up, rolls into the ditch. Now he's uh-huh. dead there by the time the sun comes up and everybody can see outside. And that's your fault. No one feels worse than I do. That you kid, that kid would feel worse. a lot worse than you would. He's cold. He's scared. Nobody will help him. There's no cops I around. I do regret my decision for just. Do you want to take I, some I did time? Try do you to go, find, I think you should get your car right now. Go see if he's still there. You want to do paparazzi? And I can do all of this to make sure that child is okay. I'm willing to make that sacrifice. First, do good news. Can you read that meme one last time? Because when we saw this yesterday, we were both like, oh, it's so true. This is right on the money. Just a PSA, a reminder, your kid's kindergarten teacher knows everything about you. Everything. And I remember, I don't even know what they were talking about, but second grade, Liam decided to tell not just his teacher, but everyone in his class that we have an open door policy and we use the toilet, number one, number two, with our open door. <laughs> and I see his second grade teacher everywhere I go. <laughs> everywhere I go. His kids are in sports. So you can only venture to think that every time she sees me, she thinks that. I grew up in such a little town that everybody knew everything about anybody. Anyways, yeah. so many of my teachers were parents. My, my parents had them yeah. as teachers. So nothing was ever. And then like, my dad was probably a little bit more recluse than I was, but I was more of a troublemaker. There was, that was one of the reasons I had to move away. If I ever wanted a family, yeah. my kids would have never been able to go to that school. I think the perfect example is kindergarten cop when they all share what their dad does yeah. or whatever, where it's like, <laughs> my dad looks at all day long. Uh, with that being said, I want to bring Kelsey to the show. How are you feeling? Good. How are you? Good. Tell me about it. Was this your kid or the teacher or are you a teacher? 
No, I'm not a teacher. It okay. was my daughter. Yeah. She, um, I, I got a call that she was sick, and I had to go pick her up or whatever. When I get there, they were like, for somebody who is sick, she is talking quite a bit. And they're like, she told us that she that you had her on the bathroom floor. She told us about all this stuff. You mean that you her. birthed her on the bathroom floor? She told the story? Is I that did. true, though? Yes. It, it is true. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> all right. So she, I mean, she, was, she was born on New Year's Eve, and basically, yeah. I mean, I just thought that it was cramping and then sure enough uh, I mean by the time I talked to the nurse she was like yeah you in about an hour or whatever just come in and 20 minutes later I was on oh my god on the bathroom floor, so. uh, see that's a sensational story I wouldn't mind other people knowing that stuff she at least she didn't lie about that my kid had a good week streak of lying and we had to nip that in the bud and he told his nurse or his teacher that we were in the ER all night. Oh, I remember you coming you into work that? telling me this. I yeah. was so mad and I was confused. He was trying like, to get out of recess or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He fell on the playground and hit his head and like made it seem like he had this massive concussion, but he just wanted to like get out of class. He wanted sympathy. That's what it was. He was young. He was young, but I was like, you can't lie like that, buddy. Kelsey, I'll do you one better. Uh, I was telling Kat this real quick and I know you got to get going, but my third grade teacher, his name was Mr. Keegan. He was a former bodybuilder. All right. Like to the point where if he wore a polo shirt, he had to cut the sleeves along the seam because yeah. his arms were so big. Like he, he, he was just a monster. <laughs> he looked like the Hulk. Like he was that big. What made him go into teaching? I don't know. I he mean, that was, was Arnold. Yeah. I mean, he went to college, got his degree and was an athlete and decided to go into bodybuilding and competed huh. and then got so my dad was a special forces guy. He was in uh, the army. He was a green beret. And one day, and I knew this guy was intimidating, but so kind. And one day I didn't want to take the math test in third grade. Mm -hmm. And I walked up to him and I said, Mr. Keegan, I don't want to take this test. He goes, you better sit down and take the test. And I looked at him, I go, are you threatening me? And he goes, he goes, no. And he had this confused face on his look. I said, because my dad kills people and he will kill you. <laughs> and this guy, this guy who was the size of Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. grabs me by my little wrist, was gentle, walked me all the way down to the office. Yeah. And he sat me down and I heard him walk into the principal's office uh-huh. and I hear them laughing about it. <laughs> right. Like yeah. this guy goes like he, knowing damn well, there's not a human on the planet that's going to kill this monster. Yeah. And they have a little joke and he looks at me and he goes. We're going to be calling your dad. And at this point, I'm like, Ugh. oh, my God, my dad's going to kill me. Yeah. And then he's going to take it out on, <laughs> on Mr. Keegan. But I remember being removed from that class. This guy was the most gentle giant. Yeah. Didn't go, let's see it. Didn't, didn't, zero forcible anything. Just went, we're going to call your dad. And he let me sit in the office the rest of the day knowing that they were well, about to call I mean, my dad. You didn't have to take the test. <laughs> that yeah. was, no, I didn't take it the next day. During recess, <laughs> oh, all my friends no. are outside and stuff like that. But, See, don't lie. But yesterday, I caught myself geeking out about a win as an adult that 18-year-old JJ was very, very disappointed in. Okay. We got a new chest freezer. We got the stand-up one. Not the... Like a, long, a tall, skinny one? Looks like a refrigerator. Oh, wow. And uh, went and got it yesterday. Mm-hmm. First off, win number one, strapped it into the truck, drove home. It didn't tip over and fall into traffic. Nice. Win number two, Trish and I got it off the truck, got it out of the box, got it set up, leveled, plugged in, working. Mm-hmm. And I stood back with my arms crossed like I was looking at my son graduating from college with high honors. Yeah. I looked at that and I went, you did it. You did it. You got a freezer in there. Good job. 
It was a huge adult win. I saw uh, Kelly had posted yesterday that he got a new high-efficiency furnace. Mm-hmm. Adult win. What was your last adult win that 18-year-old cat would be so disappointed that you were celebrating something so stupid? I would say the fact that I had enough energy to clean out every cabinet in my kitchen. Whoa. And like you got, you took everything out, wiped them all wiped down, them all put down, them all back in, organized. Got rid of a bunch of crap. It was, we had a couple of catch-all cabinets and I organized those. I didn't realize how many placemats I had. I don't um, own a placemat. That's a problem. So it was it was the moment when I got it all done. I sat on the couch. I was like, I freaking got it done. But I'm exhausted. It was so nice. And now I don't have to think about it. So I thought these would be fun to go through. If you want to call or text, what was your latest big adult win? I mean, 18-year-old you would be like, you're stupid and you're old and you're dumb. But it was a huge win for me. You know when you run out of energy is after you strip your bed. <laughs> and then you get it all washed. That was me last weekend. I was like, girl, you got to do it. You got, you can you can do it. Get the fitted sheet on. Get the duvet covers on. You can do it. And then once it's done, it feels so good. But I can't tell you how many times I've just slept on the mattress. Yeah, it it was. I was this close. Well, here was the here's the worst. You ever had that uh, like your fitted sheet and your other sheets and every pillowcases, they get balled up in the dryer and then they don't get completely dry. Yeah. And you take them up, you throw them on there. And you're like, I can't sleep on a damp uh, fitted sheet. Yeah. And so you just go right into the right onto the mattress. Has your kid ever peed next to you and like in bed and then you just put a couple of towels so it doesn't soak <laughs> no, through and go back to bed because you're so tired and you do it all with your eyes shut? I have done that. Been there. Girl. How about your husband? Peeing on the mattress? Yeah. No. I rub his nose in it. Like, no. <laughs> He'll never do that again. <laughs> the Playhouse podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.